Hello and thank you for listening to 60MW. I'm Dave. And I'm Tom. And this is the Decade of Decadence show for August 2022. And I'm going to start with an apology, mate. I'm going to start by apologising to one of our listeners, one of our long-time listeners, Tim, in Australia. He's He's been listening to us, mate, since 80s Pitch House days. And um, I forgot, he tweeted us before we recorded our last show about the IMDb Bottom 100. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> I just had an old man moment and forgot about it. I did apologise to him when I made sure. I said, right, I'm, <laughs> I will read it out on this show. Uh, so, yeah, he tweeted to us and he said, uh, great show as usual. I've only seen 12 of the bottom 100 with the highest, or is it lowest, I've seen being Manos at number two. Although I have seen one of them seven times, which must count oh for something. <laughs> Do you want to take a guess at what film he's got logged on, <laughs> on his letterbox seven times so far? Out of oh, out of them, out of the, bo- the room, bottom. Nope. Good guess. I'd have, I would have guessed something like that. I would have never have guessed this one, mate. To be fair, <laughs> up to now, he might have watched it again since he sent this. So, Tim, if you have, let us know. <laughs> Birdemic, shock and terror. Oh. <laughs> he's watched it seven times. I mean, good on you, Tim. That's that's some pretty good going. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah, I can't. Re- I know I've seen it. I can't remember a damn yeah, thing. Yeah, I've about seen it. it. I think I've only. Yeah, I've only seen it once. Like, yeah, yeah, me too. And like yourself, can't remember. You'd think it was a so bad it's good film. It would stand out. You'd a bit, think so, but... wouldn't you? Um, we've got. Remember, in the last show we did, mate, I sort of went. There was a few opportunities for listener feedback, wasn't there? And we we've got it. And so I'll carry on. I'll start this with with the listener feedback section, which will hopefully become a thing. And everybody listening will email us and tweet us all stuff to keep uh, referring back to on each each show. Uh, so thank you for that, Tim. And again, apologies, I didn't read it out last month. Let's stick in the in the Southern Hemisphere and Ben Vertes Wyatt, 100% Tasmanian beef, um, swapped some messages with him the other week, which were really nice because he's been a Kiss fan since he was 16 Back in about 2000, so over 20 years ago, he saw them for the very first time live the other week, mate, in Australia. Oh, wow. Him, him and his other half flew from Tasmania into Australia. And it was their one year anniversary together as well. So it was like a double celebration, which was awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it was a, a two, you know, two things combined. And um, he had, well, they both had an amazing time he said he said he got quite emotional at one stage watching because he was like i'm finally seeing them this band that i've loved for so many years and he's finally seeing them so ben i am so happy that you finally got to see kiss um, on this end of the road tour and yeah he had a whale of a time so and it's really good isn't it because i do you know frequent in different places online to do with kiss and you've got people moaning oh it's not the original four and they're too old now and they don't do this and they don't do that for people, you know, like likes of Ben that have been fans for over 20 years and never got the chance to see them, they're still making, it does sound a bit of a cliche, but it's true, they're still making dreams come true, aren't they? Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's good. So that was really good news. So we go on. So there's two from the Southern Hemisphere. Let's, let's move to Sweden. 
and again, long-time listener, Frederick, who's been with us since 80s Picture House days. You might remember, mate, um, he sent us uh, an email to do with the IMDb Bottom 100, and he hadn't watched Superman 4, if you remember rightly. Oh, yes, yeah. He has since watched it, and uh, <laughs> I noticed he logged it on, on Letterboxd, and he gave it one star. So I did I did comment and said, you do know that this one-star rating will be discussed on the next Decade of Decadence show. And he replied, uh, yep, sure, I um, hated giving it such a low score, but it was out of sadness, not hate. None of the magic from the first two movies remained. Canon fucked up, no doubt about that. I do want to say that even if he was obnoxious in this movie as Lenny Luthor, I think that John Cryer was really good as Lex Luthor in the Supergirl series, which I haven't seen. No surprise there, TV. Have you seen Supergirl series? Oh, the, the, well, it's probably not recent now, but uh, the more recent one, no. <laughs> Only you've seen the film of Supergirl. Yeah, yeah, the film. Seen the film, but not, not the TV show. So, yeah, Frederick, one star. But now he's, he's seen mean, it's, it. It's, obviously, it's not good, but it's the, the joy of it. <laughs> Shot in Milton Keynes. It's like it was never going to be good. Superman in Milton Keynes. That should have been the, like the in the title for it. Superman for Milton Keynes. But not it would have helped him really. And so I have got this. So we've gone from Australia, Tasmania, Sweden. We have got some feedback from the UK, but I'm going to save that because we're going to be covering a few different movies in this episode and the feedback <laughs> from Rob Beardsley in the UK. He's sent us feedback to do with a few different movies, so I'll come to those as and when we hit those movies, mate, if that's all right. Sure. Um, right, I'm going to hand it over to you before we get to the 80s-related um, news and reviews. So, Because I know you, you've been quite busy again. In your, yeah, yeah. Your, your diaries had a few entries in it. Yep, yeah, some busy busy times. Um, not long after we recorded. Um, I had a busy weekend, the end of July. Um the first thing up was George Farragut and the Destroyers. Oh, awesome. uh, I've never Bush. seen him. I would love to see him. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah, it was just like, had to make sure, you know, I did a little YouTube search. Um, had to make sure he was, you no, know, he was still good live. Had to make sure he wasn't a, you know, right wing, like nutcase, <laughs> Trump supporter or anything like that. All good. Uh, but yeah, yeah, really good. Really good fun. Good night. Nice. Um um, and then the next night was the 80s mystery movie All Night oh at Prince Charles Oh, my God. Cinema. Yes, of course, because you obviously you got no idea what films they were going to show. No, and they weren't quite obvious, um, to be honest, which was fine. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was very um, – so they did um, Back to the Future, that little known, that little known <laughs> one to start. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then but the highlight was the second one in Roadhouse in 35mm. Oh, mate, that's oh, awesome. Then um, Something Wild. Something Wild. Now, that does sound familiar. Uh, You're going to have to remind me on that. Uh, Jeff Daniels and uh, what's it? Melanie Griffith, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta being amazing. Mm. The Jonathan Demi one about um, he's like the yeah. yuppie and she's a free spirit and she kidnaps him. Yeah. Uh, and it takes quite a dark turn. Ray Liotta's amazing in it. Um, but yeah, that was good. I haven't seen that in years. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Mm -hmm. Always and good. And then Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, was, was that in 35mm? I can't remember. It might have just been Roadhouse. But yeah, so that was a lineup. You know, nothing like 
too obscure or anything like yeah, that. But yeah. it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wouldn't mind a more, you know, you know, deeper cuts um, if I did another one of those. Yeah. Throw at least one quite obscure one in there would be pretty good. Yeah. So, so yeah, there was that. So, um, yeah, that was that finished, uh, started about half nine on the Saturday night, finished about quarter past eight on the Sunday morning. Um, and I just hung around uh, the Leicester Square area because at half nine on a Sunday morning, I don't know why it was on at half nine. It just was. Um, there was a screening of Predator. I was like, I watched it, it, but there were a few times I was starting to nod off. I was in the front row. Um, uh, a bit one of the big screens at the picture house central. Um, and afterwards was um, a Q&A with uh, the director of Predator, John McTiernan. Awesome. Who was a bit of a grumpy Gus. <laughs> was, he? was he? Yeah, he was just like a lot of, like the interview wasn't too great, but a lot of the questions he was just like, I don't know, you know, like, oh, but when he, no. when he got talking about stuff, he was interested in, I think he talked about his friendship with Jan de Bont. Mm. Um, they talked about Shane Black and his presence in Predator. He got a bit more animated stuff. He was interested to talk about his mates, basically. Yeah. yeah. But like, he's probably heard these questions. Like, I don't think he does too many of these things. He's probably heard these questions so many times mm. over the years. As I say, the interview wasn't great. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just worth it to see him, you know, you say, oh, oh God, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was fine. Um, then I went home and slept for a few hours. <laughs> and it was and just a few went- hours, though, wasn't it? It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't I mean, too this long. Was, this, this wasn't 80s at all, but uh, returned to the same venue, almost the same seat, I think, um, for um, the screening of Con Air, which was in 35 mil as well. Um, and then uh, the director, Simon West, was doing a Q&A afterwards, so you've, who's been on this show. Well, not he this has, specific. yeah. Anybody listening that hasn't listened to that, there's an interview show with Simon West that you can go back and listen to. How was, how was yeah. he then in person? Because he was, oh, really, a lot he was more really animated. Nice. Yeah, yeah, really interesting. Yeah, really nice, really animated. Interview was a lot better. I think he's someone who does the... Um, empire magazine online uh so he was a bit more clued in um yeah, yeah a lot but yeah much better flowing q a just yeah really interesting really funny great stories about the film yeah really good so uh awesome yeah, film as well way. though isn't it it's i rewatched oh, Conair recently as yeah. well and it's yeah it's so i'd good. only seen it earlier this year but i was more than happy to watch it again mm. it's brilliant yeah so uh so yeah that was what that was just one weekend <laughs> one weekend so um <laughs> Um, not much sort of in the interim. I saw um, went to a beer five from my friend Ria to see the first couple of episodes for Sandman. They had Neil Gaiman there and everyone. Mm-hmm. Amazing show. You probably like a lot of people have probably already seen it by now. I'm still savouring it. Uh, yeah. so I haven't finished watching it yet, and I want want to watch conditions to be perfect. Um, not too much else. Right up to um, previous uh, this most recent weekend, um, uh, the bank holiday weekend in the UK. Friday just gone. Um, saw um, Pretty Boy Floyd here in a, upstairs at a pub in Camden. <laughs> wow, that is proper old school. Yeah, that was like they um, only really one big album, uh, Leather Boys with Electric Toys. Yeah. Uh, but that was um, good fun uh, seeing them. They were still, like like George Shogun, I looked on YouTube and I was like, oh, I don't know, but they were really good live. <laughs> um, yeah, the crowd were quite enthusiastic. Yeah, it was oh, fun. That's good. I was um, going to ask what the crowd were like there. It was good. Yeah, obviously not a huge crowd, but um, yeah, yeah. So if anyone, anyone um, has been to the Black Heart in Camden, it's quite a well-known pub, but not the biggest gig area. I've been there once before for a synthwave band, uh, but yeah, it was it was fun. Hmm. Um, then I uh, did one one film, just one film at Fright Fest this year. <laughs> and the new Dario Argento one, Dark Classes. Have you seen this yet? It's widely no, I haven't seen available. It. Um, maybe. You've, 
maybe it's because it's a subtitle deal. Um, I don't think it's streaming anywhere yet. So mm. obviously, um, I know it's on Blu-ray. So uh, yeah, I will watch it's it. Not it's made its way online. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was right. Like the film was okay. Very much a greatest hits Argento thing. Got a bit silly. Mm. Some tropes from horror films. I was just like, oh yeah, I forgot about these sort of things. Like I'd forgot how how just used to seeing like, and this should be a thing anyway. Just seeing a strong female character. Yeah, leading it like it just didn't have that. I won't go into too much. It just that just did not happen. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, these this sort of thing. Yeah, okay. Um, it was fine. Um, um Argento. The reason I went because Argento was there. Um, as wow. longer term. Longer term listeners may remember, um, I actually met him a few years yeah. ago at a fright fest and got his book signed, which I still haven't read. <laughs> um, and uh, but yeah, he was there introducing it and he did a QA afterwards. So I was like, that's the most of the reason I went just to see him talk about his yeah. new film. That was interesting. Um, and then on a Sunday, just gone, I saw um, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds at Victoria Park at All Points East, mm-hmm. which was like, like when I saw them at Ipswich last year it was close to a religious experience and <laughs> even more so this time because that was him and Warren Ellis which is quite mellow a lot of his their slower piano songs um but this was pure like I mean obviously it had the slow songs as well but it had like yeah. a lot of his punk rock and roll stuff and he was just like a like a revival like a, one of those revival tent things where you've got the preacher there he was like that um <laughs> had a rampway coming up to the stage and then there was a bit of a ramp that was right in front of the railings all right to the left and the right and he could he was ro- so close i mean you've seen the photos and videos yeah, I put great up. photos my god he was close i got some really good photos as well so incredible just being that close to him and um the support previously uh before that came from um band called The Smile, who I didn't realise until a few days before, were the um, side project band of um, Tom York and Johnny Greenwood out of Radiohead. So oh, okay. that was pretty cool, seeing um, them and Nick Cave on the same day. Mm-hmm. Um, they were okay. They were like quite experimental, electronic, kraut rock sort of stuff, like noisy. Yeah. In, but I was just like, cool to see them. So I've never seen oh, Radiohead yeah, yeah. live in any, in any um, form. But yeah, but Nick Cave, style of the show. It was just <laughs> incredible. Just absolutely incredible there's one point like he literally fell into the crowd wow and like we couldn't see like there's, there were screens but like we were so close and there were some people just like looking at the screens and taking photos of the screens and was like guys he's literally stood in front of us <laughs> no he's right there take, you know if you're gonna take a photo if you're gonna watch watch him yeah um anyway and like the only time the, for me that the cameras were useful was because they finally picked him up in the crowd just carrying on singing <laughs> oh my God. and then he just had to like sort of um get picked up so he could get his feet on the rails and then pushed back upwards onto the ring. <laughs> but he was sort of crowd surfing, you know, like crowd were up and he sort of leant forward and was sort of surfed on them at the front. But then one, t- I guess someone, there weren't enough people where he tried it and then he just fell in. So, <laughs> but yeah, the amount of energy and considering what an awful time he's had of it. Yeah. Yeah. In the last few years, losing two of his sons is just absolutely awful. And, uh, but the energy, um, he mu- music must help him a lot. Oh so, yeah, I'd like to think so because the thought of of losing any of your kids just uh, you know yeah, do you bear thinking about. Yeah, just absolutely awful. And one of the songs um, ends with um, a repeated utterance of "Just breathe, just breathe, just breathe." And he was literally crying during wow. it. One of his slow ones. It was like really powerful. But and then he just sprang back into another um, just very energetic thing, and it's just yeah, it was brilliant, really good. Um, 
and not, I'm not done with Nick Cave this year. I'm going to go Ooh. potentially. We'll be meeting him in um, October. Um, he's doing a talk about. He's actually got a book about. Um, he's co-written with someone else about the lyrics he's written and obviously where they've come from. Obviously, um, in the last couple, it would have been more of the death of the first. Um, his son who passed away first, uh, because I don't think he's written any released anything since mm-hmm. his uh, the, since the second son passed away, which is just horrible. Um, but yeah, and there's a very limited book signing afterwards, so I'm crossing everything. I can purchase a book, yeah. get him to sign it. It'd be amazing to meet him. So I'll probably be just stood there like an idiot, being like, "Whoa!" So, I could uh, tell. I could tell by the way that when you were talking about the gig and the messages I was getting from you joining after the gig, how much you enjoyed that and how much it meant to you. So yeah, yeah, it I was can crazy. imagine. I can't bl- you meeting him yeah. would would be like so cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm plotting it out because it's at the South Bank Centre, South Bank Centre, I should say. I was like, right, if this limit, if it's a limited signing, I'm going to get one of the boxes up up to the left. And you'd think there'd be more expensive for boxes, but it was only fifteen quid for a ticket. Wow, that's good. Because I'm figured like there's going to be less people, so there's not all loads of people leaving at once. So I can just get out and get down to where the signing is and get, <laughs> get a spot yeah, in the queue yeah, or whatever. Good yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure um, that it's one of these things where they're going to send an e-ticket close to the time. Close to the time, I'm sure there'll be information about it then. But I'm just like, well, yeah, if I can, less people, more <laughs> yeah. chance to get down there by, by rights. So, but um, yeah, so yeah, that was yeah, that was my weekend really. Um, coming up, um, Touchwood. I've got the Taylor Hawkins tribute concert mm-hmm. Wembley Stadium on Saturday. Um, I was just talking to you before we uh, started recording about just. Um, if you've, uh, there's a website called Twickets. I think it's UK only. I'm pretty sure it might be US. Uh, may my permission, but um, highly recommended for ticket resales. You can't, you can't pay more than ticket price. You can't sell anything for more than ticket price on there. You've got to sell it for face value or less. And I managed to get a standing ticket for it on there. Uh, but like all these big events, they, God, this is Tuesday, I and mean, it shows on Saturday, and they've still not sent the guy the ticket. Um, the other thing is like the guy will not be paid or a person, whoever it is, will not be paid until they send you the ticket and they can yeah, tell. So yeah, that's good. Um, so yeah, that's really good. But um, yeah, it's just this sort of just like waiting around and like apparently the app's a bit shit for um, for it. So it's just like, oh, it's just like, yes, I understand why they do it to prevent touts and all of that. Yeah, but also yeah. at the same time, if there's any problems, there's literally three days left. So it's like, tense. guys, just didn't fucking take it over. So, uh, <laughs> but my God, the lineup. It's a great lineup, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Let me just, I mean, it's on, um, uh, it's going to be shown, I think, on Freevee, that Freevee thing live from the UK. Oh, okay. I don't um, know about that. And yeah, I think it's Paramount Plus in the States. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's on a, it's, a, yeah. it's a prime channel Freevee. You can find yeah. it on there. But yeah, like, obviously, the Foo Fighters minus um, Taylor Hawkins. Mm. Um, and then Travis Barker. Um, not all, I can't say I know all of these names, but, uh, uh, Nandy Bushell, Martin Chambers, Chris Cheney, Chevy Metal, Stuart Copeland, Josh Shreese, Liam Gallagher, Violet Grohl, I think that's Dave Grohl's daughter, Omar Hakim, Justin Hawkins, Shane Hawkins, um, Josh Home, obviously Queens of the Stone Age, Chrissy Hind. Wow. Like, this is the first I heard of a James gang reforming. You know, like Joe Walsh's band before the Eagles. Okay. Um, yeah, they're going to be there. Alania Hannis, Brian Johnson from ACDC, um, Jean-Paul Jones of Led Zeppelin, Kesha. I don't know why um, TikTok singer Kesha is going to be there, but <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun, I guess. Uh, Greg Kirsten, Geddy Lee and Alex Liveson of Rush. 
Brian May and Roger Taylor of uh, Queen, uh, Chris Novoselic of Nirvana, Niall Rogers, Mark Ronson, Luke Spiller, Supergrass, Rufus Taylor, Lars Ulrich, Wolfgang Van Halen, Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock. Bloody hell. It's going to be a day. I've never been to one of these things before. You will see them on the TV where yeah, it's just yeah. person after person after person. Like I'm used to like the smaller bands and like less and less mm. people. So like I've got I've got to plot out when to get there. I need I'm taking a magazine. I need to conserve my phone battery so I can, you know, get photos. But I want a want a good spot. So I'm gonna have to get yeah. there a couple of hours early. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to bring reading material and shit like that. It's like so yeah, that's gonna be a, a big one on September third. I am so interested to hear who is going to be your favourite out, out of all of those? You know, you come I mean, away honestly, from... it'll probably be the Foo Fighters. Yeah, um, you'd think I, so, I've, yeah. I've been, I never saw them. Um, I never saw them live. I was talking to the guy who I bought the ticket off and it's like, yeah, it was always one of those things like, yeah, I'll go next time. Like, you wouldn't expect one of yeah. them, you know. They're oh, yeah, so course, young. Yeah. They're all so young. I mean, yeah. obviously older than me. Um, maybe, you know, maybe about... A, a, a smidge younger than you, Dave. Um, <laughs> age right? You know, they're in their mid yeah. mid forties, yeah. but um, obviously they look much healthier and younger than you. <laughs> of course, doesn't everybody? <laughs> yes, they don't look. They don't. Uh, they don't look as haggard as you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> uh, but seriously, like you know, you just expect them to be like, oh yeah, I'll catch them next time they do a tour. Yeah, yeah. And I do. just and ne- never did. I mean, I saw Dave Grohl with. Um, them crooked vultures at download one year, and I think the same year I saw Taylor Hawkins and the coattail riders, hmm. but never saw them together. Um, oh, wow! So, yeah, probably the Foo Fighters because just never saw them. So, this would be, and I mean, I can't imagine them going on without Taylor Hawkins, but it, yeah, we'll see. that is going to be so emotional, isn't it? And I mean, all the band members of the Foo Fighters, you wouldn't think they'd be able to continue without any of them because they're all so, hmm. you know, they're just so important to the band. So, um, We'll see, but uh, yeah, yeah, it should yeah. be a, a good a good show as long Definitely. as I get my bloody ticket. So uh, <laughs> yeah, um, so. Then um, uh, you'll be seeing a podcast review. Uh, sorry, not well, a review on the website. I should say of Reckless Love. Nice, interesting. Where mm. they've taken their music with their latest album, very synthwave directed. Yeah, yeah, big yeah, difference. Yeah, interesting. It? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see about that. Obviously, being a big synthwave fan, mm. we'll see if it's a bit of a cash grab or yeah as featured as featured on a previous sound check mount show gratuitous mm, plug that'd be interesting yeah yes that'd be very interesting um a week on saturday i'm going to go to a screening of foxy brown in attendance oh. afterwards doing a q a is pam greer oh my god mate that oh got that, front row for that that is so good that she must be on your oip list eh, pam she, greer. she is high on the oip list i'll tell you that you definitely. Think so? yeah think it's so. a good job i'm not there then, um, actually i'll probably get arrested yeah yeah probably um but, but you know they can't do that at the british film institute <laughs> so um uh, next up another podcast why do i keep saying podcast review website review hmm. um glory hammer oh mate again featured on a previous sound check them out show if you like your rock music yeah. go and listen to them oh i love them yeah it seems i saw you sent uh, you told me about it i was just i listened to a video i was like yeah that'd be fun yeah that's over in brixton so um southwest yes Ooh, so, uh, west side yep good old southwest um <laughs> then i'll be going to see um a couple of weeks up well week and a bit after that dance with the dead uh synthwave metal band saw okay. them just before the big a big shutdown so it'd be good to see them again mm. um and i believe yeah that is it for september um wow but yeah coming up but yeah gigs coming up obviously i'll be reviewing anvil for a, for a podcast yeah. coming up later in the year um i'll be going to see heat um 
And uh, I'm seeing Heat on a Tuesday and Billy Idol on a Wednesday. That's going to be a... Uh, oh, my God. Skid Row and Winger on the same night. Oh. Fabio Fritzi. Oh. A weekend, two weekends of a bounce just full of synthwave. There's a lot coming up, and I'm sure a lot more I don't even know about yet. So, we've, uh, we've touched on this so many times since you moved to London, mate. And it is, it's amazing. I, I, it still makes me smile so much, the amount of things that you're attending, the amount of gigs, the amount of films that you're seeing. Uh, the, I mean, again, it, obviously a huge, a huge thing of living in London is, I mean, how many times just in this episode of, alone have you said, you're going to such and such a place and the director's going to be there, the band's going to, you know, whatever, there's like meet and greet things because they always happen in London, don't they? So... It's so good that you're getting to see all of these things as well. Yeah, of course, I mean, the novelty hasn't worn off. Oh, I bet not. I bet not. And, you know, and now we've got our, you know, roaming reporter in London for the, you know, the the uh, reviews on the website as well. So it's it's awesome. Yeah, and of course, uh, I'll be at some point over September and October reviewing um, the Saw escape room experience. <laughs> oh, my God. For anybody that doesn't know. Hopefully, you should all do because you check out the website, as I keep saying every show. Uh, yeah, the Saw Experience put a few news items up about that. And um, we were very lucky we got some press access to it. And Tom, Tom, you're going with the plus one to experience oh, yeah. to experience the Saw Experience. Human Shield. I'm going to say human, human Shield. shield. I'm gonna... Your Human Shield. Oh, I'm going to fucking shit myself. I looked at the one in <laughs> Vegas. It's just like, oh, God, like... You know, I, I like to think, you know, sometimes I lack a bit of common sense, but I like to think I'm quite, you know, like fairly intelligent or as intelligent as the next person. But I'm, I'm thinking that's just going to go out the window. I'm just going to no, not know what to do. There was somebody who was just like locked in a cage. That's going to be yeah. me within five minutes. You look like they're in a washing, big washing machine you get at the laundrettes. Put me in there. Oh, my God. I cannot wait <laughs> to hear about that and read your review about that, mate. That's going to be that's going to be so funny. Not for you. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be, <laughs> yeah, no, not for me. It's gonna be as fucking frightening as fuck for you, but for the rest of us, it's gonna be hilarious. So, thank you for that entertainment that you're gonna give us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just photo of me crying. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, well, um, I don't, as if you say, we don't know exactly when that is, but that'll be soon. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, great. Yeah, that will be good. Before I forget, as well, when you were talking about Nick Cave, you were saying about the photographs and everything. Um, you pop most of that is on Instagram. So before I forget, what's your Instagram, mate, that people can follow you and, and see the photographs from everything that you've talked um, about? Uh, that, oh, Christ, what is it? Tom, Tom D-U-K, T-H-O-M-D-U-K, I okay. believe. Follow I Tom. Remember. Follow yes, Tom. That's, that's my Instagram. But yes, uh, yeah, follow me on there. And you'll see all the stuff I've been getting up to. Yes. But yeah, yeah the Nick Cave ones. Like, I just don't, like, my, I was, like, I was like, I was taking it, like, I don't take a lot. Well, I was taking a couple, yeah. I put a few on burst, so that's a good way of just taking a whole that's bunch a at once. Way, yeah. You don't have to stand there and be like, uh, 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 yeah, uh, you know, because yeah. I mean, like, I'm taller, but I don't have a camera raised above my head because I don't need to because I'm taller, so yeah. I wasn't like in anyone's way, but still conscious elbow crowd. And I don't know to be stood there looking through a photo thing, but I do want to get some photos, yeah, videos, yeah. and stuff. Oh, some of the people there, like there was one guy who was just filming seven minutes. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Just watch it. Like, I think most remote, the longest thing I've recorded at gigs, like 60 seconds. Oh. Just I'm, like. I'm pretty sure me and Tina talked about in the in the episode we did a few years ago about Kiss and the last Kiss, Kiss show that we went to. And in front of us was somebody who 
who watched the entire gig through their phone because they were filming oh, it. I don't get it. Like, I, I get, I it. I just, get it. I just be like, I just you know, da 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 da, or film you know a bit, and then po- phone pocket away, watch the rest of it, and like, yeah, you know, like if Nick Cave's coming right up, you know, like he was lit. There was um, a few times he was closer than those photos, <laughs> but he was right there, and wow. I'm just like, I'm no, I'm just gonna stare at it. Yeah. I don't like remember the moment, so, but yeah. And not, and a lot of the time, um, for gigs, um, you know, I just do the photos and the videos in the first couple of songs, and then that's it. Mm. Um, I mean, everyone does that. But yeah, when they, when they well, come yeah, out, but it, it yeah, I mean, photos. I definitely try and keep it to a minimum. Uh, minimum, but uh, because you know, you've got to. I mean, I do it so just I can look back and be like, yeah, that was cool, and like you know, you can see, you know, you were exactly where you were, um, and everything. But uh, yeah, people just stood there recording it. Just don't get it. Weird. It is a bit weird. It is a bit weird. But, but yeah, that's what I've been up to. That's what's coming up, which I'll talk about next time. Hopefully, as I say, the the, the Taylor Hawkins thing, I'm a bit like, oh, I'll believe it when I get the ticket. <laughs> well, I that, hope you do. Like, just, After all of this, I I'm sure do. I will. Like, it's you can't not be legit. There's like another good thing about Twickets is no one's going to rip you off because if they're going to rip you off, they're not going to do it for face value. There'd be no point. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, oh, we've um, we've uh, I bought the ticket for say a ticket for something that's a hundred pounds. I bought a ticket for a hundred pounds. I can sell it for one hundred pounds. There's no <laughs> cool. Why don't you just not buy the ticket and yeah. you have a hundred pounds? Yeah, so. You're gonna make no money. So what's the point? So yeah, it really is for 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 fans, you know. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's also cool just to look through as well, especially if you're like in the city or mm. you know, like you're kind of near Man- you're you're quite near Manchester. I'm in London, just scrolling through to see what's on. Yeah, like I went to, I ended up going to a stand-up show last um, uh, Thursday. Um, Sarah Sherman or Sarah Squirm out Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't even know she was um in the UK. She was doing um Edinburgh Festival, the Fringe, and then she was doing some shows in London. And I think she's fucking brilliant. And I was like. Shit, <laughs> I didn't even realise. I was just like sometime just scrolling through. Yeah. Um, I realised um the post grunge band three day grunge. <laughs> the post grunge band. That that is a grunge band. Three days grace. Three days grace is um playing in London um in, in a couple of weeks. I think two weeks Thursday. Hmm. It does appear to be sold out, but I put a little reminder on Twickets, and uh, yeah, hopefully our uh, someone will be selling a ticket for that. We know your time is valuable. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you as soon as possible. Right, whatever that sound effect that I've just put in and you've just heard, that is because Zoom cut us off. Because just before we started recording, I had an offer from Zoom to get back on the pro plan again at a cheaper cheaper price, which I did do. I don't think it's logged us as that. So it cuts off after about 40 minutes, which it may do again, mate. 40 minutes yeah, from now. This might be uh, this might be this episode might be a little uh stop starty. Yeah. In and, that respect. Um and that is why. Yeah, I mean so. I mean if you got yeah, if you got that offer just before, it's probably not updated your account or what yeah. have you. Maybe maybe I'll be tomorrow morning or something over overnight, something like that. Yeah. But you so, were talking you were uh, talking yeah. about Twickets though, and it is I hadn't heard of it and it is definitely recommended. The yes. fact that you said as yeah. well that you can put reminders up, you can just sort of browse through the site and go. Yeah, it's oh. just, I find it like one of the easier things, like it's on some websites, like, um, you know, Ticketmaster, see tickets, mm. etc. Sometimes you just want to scroll through what's on and yeah, you can, I kind yeah, of find yeah, that exactly, really yeah. hard to do sometimes. Like, oh, do you want music? Do you want theatre? Do you want, on 
you can just do it in like like a live stream of what's been added. You just scroll through. Yeah. So yeah, it's really recommended. And uh, yeah, Good. fuck the touts. Yeah, definitely fuck the touts. So how how many rants have we had over the years made about touts? Just yeah, like I mean, it's, this is. Off. I mean, the more bands like Muse and that you know are saying like we're only gonna like your only way. Um, you can resell our tickets is through Twickets. Yeah. Like, that is it. Like, the only way. You can't do it on Ticketmaster. You can't do it anywhere. Like, the only mm. place you can do it is Twickets. Um, and, you know, the more bands that do that, the more festivals that do that, that will just it'll just cut it out completely. So, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, that's good. Maybe that's the case. Mm. Well, so, yeah, I think as everybody has found out, mate, you've, you've been busy again. Yes, and, and yes, gonna, And you are going to be busy again in the coming months. So lots more to chat about in the September show. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, mate. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Uh, right, I'm going to go to... I'm, I've got my finger hovering oh, over no. a regular... It's not the button you think it is, mate. This is a good one because it's this button. Yo, Polly! Yeah, that was the button I thought it was going to be. What do you mean saying, oh, no, to Sly News? How dare you? Oh, uh, you're going to wear it out today. <laughs> that button has already got a huge indentation in it. <laughs> are you going to talk about Are you going to talk about how he uh, tattooed a uh, 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 tattoo of a dog over his wife who he's splitting up with? Are you going to say how weird that is? Or that is a are we bit not going to talk about that one? That is a bit weird. You know what? I deliberated about Dog. His dead dog. <laughs> Just over the face of his... Everybody's wife. Okay. Yeah. I mean, who, okay. who knows what goes on behind the scenes and everything? There's so many stories knocking around about that, isn't there? I mean, who knows what to believe? You know, people people's private lives are their private life, but yeah, who knows what to believe with that? So yeah, but he's dark as I Jesus. I know. Well, according to him, that he wanted the the face of his wife updated. It it went a bit wrong. While he, while it was being updated, well, it was unrecoverable. Ended up looking more like his dog from the seventies. <laughs> yeah, that always yeah, happens with tattoos, does, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Oh, sorry, I was just updating this tattoo of your wife, and uh, <laughs> just looks like a, a fucking dog. So, what, what breed of dog? You know that you'll know. There was what, what Buckus? Yeah. What breed of dog was? Yeah, it just a, yeah, it, in just a strange, strange coincidence, it ended up looking like Buckus. So, yeah, let's what go breed of that. dog was Buckus? He would. Oh my god, he's a fuck. He's a fuck. He's yeah, he's a big one of those big dogs, isn't he? Big slobbery dog. Big anyway. slobbery dog. Yeah. But how can you like? <laughs> it sounds like absolute bollocks. Let's like, oh yeah, yeah. I just wanted to uh, update the tattoo of my wife, and yeah, it just got to a point where I just had to turn it into a tattoo of a uh, of my old dog. <laughs> yeah, didn't quite go to plan. <laughs> bollocks. Ah. <No. laughs> <sighs> oh, yeah, I wouldn't even. It's so ludicrous. I wouldn't even make that excuse. It's just like, no, nah, I can't make that excuse because no. people just be laugh at it, and here I am laughing at it. So <laughs> let's go to a different. Anyway, one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, never anyway, mind. that that's a thing. Yes. What? What? Why did you press a button? Let, let, well, let's go on to some. Let's go. <laughs> let's go on to some different slang news. Yo, Polly. There, there is some awesome photographs. I will put these photographs on the podcast notes on our website. So please go and visit there. Because somebody, I forget who it was, uh, visited. You've been, mate. We live near a place called Oswest Street, and it's like this big, it's like an antiques place. You remember us going in there, and it's huge, and it's cavernous, and we mostly look through old vinyl and stuff while we were in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I got, yeah, I got some. Oh, you got some classics. Oh, now, now. There. Oh. Was this, was there two in Oswest Street? 
There's t- no, there's one big one, and then there's other little um, charity shops that we went into. But the biggest oh, one, okay, and and of was course, a, the is that, was that one where near the was that the one near the children's? There was like a children's yes, play area. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that one. Yeah. Yeah. I got some good stuff in there. There was another one later. Yeah. I got some even better stuff, but yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I like that place. Yeah, well, it's it's a place like that, you know. It's a place where you go. Um, there's all antique stuff and just old yeah. old shit in there. And there's one in Australia that somebody went into, and in uh, Hard Rock Cafe throughout the world, there was on the ceiling there was the cryogenic um, cylinder that Sly was in in Demolition Man. You know, when he's naked and he sort of gets, whoa, and he gets frozen. It's like that. And it's that hanging from the ceiling. Somebody walked into one of these antiques places in Australia. Fuck me, mate. There was the sly figure that had come out of a hard rock place from one of these cylinders. So it, it was that from Demolition wow. Man. And it's um, it's obviously the hair's all over the place. It needs, it needs you know, combing the hair. Uh it's incredible. I would have got my credit card out immediately if I would have seen it. So, uh, yeah, please visit the podcast notes on the website for this episode and have a look at those photographs because it's what a, what a hell of a find. You know, I'm happy finding weird and wonderful album covers and stuff from the 80s, but finding that would just be absolute gold. You'd have to see if you could, if you could use it. And, and by use it, you mean... Put put it in a cylinder or anything. Yeah, <laughs> got to be in some sort of working condition. I'm sure it is, with a naked slide. <laughs> well, maybe not that. With a shocked look on his face. But yeah, oh yeah, it is. It's so. I mean, what a collector's item that is for any Stallone fan. Hell, what a find. Uh, m- moving on, more slide news. Yo, Polly. Sly on Instagram, and this was before all his personal stuff kicked off, was having, he was having a right old rant about the people that owned the rights to Rocky. Uh, and a lot of the stuff that he put on Instagram is now removed. Um, oh, get, is it? What? I it, didn't know it had been removed. Oh, yeah, it's been removed. He put stuff up that was, um, yeah, quite derogatory towards the people that do own the rights to Just to, a bit. to Rocky. He had never seen stuff like that that he put online. You know, he's always very positive, and he was he was pissed off about it all. Um, and this whole thing about Sly not owning anything to do with Rocky, and he's he's got ideas. He wanted to do some more Rocky movies. He's got a great idea for the next one that he wanted to do, and that's never going to be made because of the producer and the producer's sons who own the rights to it and everything. I would recommend everybody goes and listens to, if you don't already, if you go uh, on YouTube, the, the Rocky Files podcast hosted by Mike Kunder, who I went and did the the, um, the Yo Rocky Philly uh, tour with over in Philadelphia. He's been on the show a couple of times. Go and watch episode 43 because he explains it brilliantly because it's such a great story with Mike because he's he is now friends with Sly. They swap messages together, so he's got he's got, as he says in the episode, it's from the horse's mouth. Everything that happened yeah. about that. So I would really recommend everybody goes to YouTube, subscribe to the Rocky Files, and um, start with episode forty three, and you're going to get some awesome stories about <laughs> Sly Rocky, uh, what's happened, why Sly is so pissed off about it. So yeah, go and do that. Uh, let's move on to some Sly news. Yo, Polly. 
and a new Drago movie. This was another thing Sly was pissed off about because he was saying that he was pissed off that Dolph hadn't said anything to him, and Dolph has said his piece about it. But a Drago spin-off? How do you feel about that? Uh, no, just mm. I mean, I was going mm. back to like just to stop with this now. Mm. Like the Creed films are good, and you know, like yeah, watch another one. I know he's not involved in that, but mm. we'll see. But um, this is a thing where Sly wanted he'd got a proper Rocky movie ready, and I know a little bit about it, and it sounds awesome, and we're never going to see it. And these producers now are just, it seems like they're just going to go off on different spin-offs of different stuff. So, hmm. I'll watch it. Yeah. You know, I'm more than likely to watch it. Oh, of course it, but, you will, yeah. But I'd rather see like a new Rocky movie written and starring Sly. That would be a lot better for me. Well, and, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, but yeah, it will, will be tarnished a bit. I mean, not so yeah. much Creed. Because mm. um, that's, you know, I think that's a separate thing. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, like a Drago film. Like, come on. Mm. Yeah. Well, I've finally got just uh, one more bit of Sly News. Yo, Polly! <laughs> when I started the notes for this episode, mate, my note was, ooh, trailer two for Samaritan is out. We've now both watched the film. It's yes. out on Amazon Prime. Uh, I watched the first trailer, like I mentioned on the last show, totally avoided the second trailer, if I'm right, mate, you went into it like I normally do. You you hadn't seen any trailers, is that right? Yeah, no, I didn't. Um, I just at first didn't get around to watching the trailer. Then it just got to a point where I was like, oh, I might as well just not because it's out mm. kind of soon. So, and what did you think? So I did. Oh, it was okay. Like, um, story was <sighs> all right. Mm. It was, you know, it was just fun to see. Stallone beat up a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was very well. I can't see myself rushing to watch it again anytime soon. Just, I mean, it, it was definitely in the right place on Amazon or, you know, on a streaming service. Mm. Although, to be honest, uh, this past weekend at the US box office for number one film, The Invitation made $7 million. So, oh my God. I don't know how much more um, a Stallone movie would make. Yeah. I mean, this might have been the weekend to put it in the cinema. It but could have been, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, um, I saw Stallone post it was a number one film on Amazon Prime, um, uh, but I don't know how many people watched it. It's not. Uh, it's, I, I know it's different, different metrics, but it's not in the top twenty on Letterboxd mm. at all. And like, when you look at the bottom half of the top twenty on Letterboxd, and you see Joker, Midsummer, Pulp Fiction, American Psycho, Parasite, Whiplash, like there's old films. And like, what? Wow, more people on Letterboxd watched that. Over what watch those yeah, over weekend and the Samaritan, yeah. I yeah. mean, a lot of people I know have watched it, so it's a lot. But yeah, it's just like I don't. Yeah, I mean, it probably is the most popular film on Amazon Prime. But look at the other films on Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon Prime are just like Lord of the Rings, Tunnel Vision at the moment. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, yeah. The film was film was fine. Um, there was a twist. Um, um, in it, which are we talking spoilers? Yeah, we can do spoilers. So anybody, okay, spoilers. obviously, any, anybody that doesn't want it spoiled, just skip forward a few minutes. I mean, I know quite a few people who 
guessed. I mean, the thought crossed my mind briefly. You know, when like something just crosses your mind briefly, yeah, yeah. And you don't think of anything. Oh, that's what happened with this. So yeah. I mean, I kind of guess. I don't know. I, I guess I guessed it, but yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was fine. Um, you just say fine. <laughs> what did you think of it, Dave? I, I, I enjoyed it. it it's, it's not going to get into the top ten slime movies for me, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than the last Rambo movie. Which is yeah. saying a oh, lot. yeah, fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah, easily. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, me, huge Rambo fan as well. I enjoyed it a lot more than that. Uh, I am going to watch it again fairly soon as well, just so I can take in a bit more. Like you said, the bit that I guess you're supposed to be going, holy fuck, well, I never knew that is kind of telegraphed and you know well before. Uh, it's just nice to see. It's nice to see Sly doing something I haven't seen him do before, this sort of superhero thing, as, you know, Long-time listeners know, you know, I checked out of MCU ages ago. So just to see a superhero film and it's him in it and he's in his mid-70s and even though it is quite obvious in different times about the stuntman coming in to see him at that age still, I would say believably, you know, kicking ass in it, which was nice. Um, I really wish... There's a couple of things that sort of... Oh, again, it's the CG. There's, there's one particular CG. Oh, shit. It looked like... I mean, Tina looked at me and went, that's like a cutscene in a video game. It's, it was... It really took Are you talking... I mean, we're, we're, talk, we're, we're talking spoilers. Are you talking of the de-aging? Yes. I actually... Yeah, bad. Yeah. But then immediately... Uh, worse was the fire. Oh, yep. Straight Jesus in. Yeah. Christ. <laughs> those two those two effects, mate, the de-aging and the fire were terrible. Really terrible. Um, I mean, I mean, God, I watched, um, I went to see Terminator 2 uh, Prince Charles last night and I was just like, I mean, watching films like that, it's just like, I mean, apart from some, you know, very early CG with a T-1000, it's just like, and they are just blowing shit up. Mm. They just will never do this again. And they, they seem content just to everything crap looking CG. Everything CG. And we'll, we'll, we'll touch Blames on this when we come birds. up. Yeah. When we come, when we talk about the two films that we pick. I mean, we'll, yeah. In fact, there's another film we're going to be talking about actually in a minute, yeah. which actually is the exception to the rule. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Yeah. So there, there, there was that that pissed me off. And I just wish they'd gone like balls out and gone full on hard R with it and just made it r-rated and more blood and guts and really stallone hard with his balls out the, exactly sort of that's the all you want italian stallion part two <laughs> but um yeah i mean uh, yeah i mean a lot of people watch it and i guess more people watch it than the cinema although you can't help but think so there's such a black hole of films at the moment like i mean the cinema world's in a lot of trouble again hmm uh, and they're blaming the lack of films, and they're not wrong. Like, I can't remember when the last big blockbuster was. Was it like the last Marvel film, um, four yeah. maybe? And maybe there might have been something else. But like, there's a lot of like good films out. Like over here, the new Cronenberg's coming out in mm. a week or so. Yeah, yeah. Bodies, bodies, bodies is out soon. Um, the new George Miller one, which I am purposely avoiding, even what it's about. I'm going into that blind. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. But these aren't films that are going to make a ton of money. Um, and the one, the next one I know of is Black Adam, the new DC one with yeah. Wayne Johnson in October, and it's just like they might as well have just slid in, um, Mr. Mountain, just yeah. to see how much. I mean, they wouldn't. Yeah. They, there's no way they'd have known, you know, like oh yeah, they could have actually put it out then, and there's actual decent gap. You could have actually made a bit of money, but mm. 
Oh, well. Yeah. What do you think will happen with Expendables on that note? Do you think it'll go to streaming or will it bother putting it in the cinema? Interesting, mate. I, d- I don't know. I would think it would go to cinema, but I mean, the way things are. I mean, are... If, if Netflix, if it got Netflix, um, if it got onto Netflix, then easy decision. Yeah. But uh, who knows? Who knows? We'll see, I guess. Yeah. I mean, um, obviously, it's long finished filming, so. Mm. see what happens with it um well as far as samaritan's concerned i said at the top of the show that rob beardsley had sent us some feedback about various films samaritan's one of them and he put it's on the list to watch but we'll wait for yours and hunky boy tom's opinion to see how soon i should see it so for rob how long do you think he should wait before he watches it what watch it now rob watch it now and then Get back to us before we re- we record the September show and let us know. Let us know what you think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that'd be not? good. Yeah. Why, why wait? <laughs> it was me just like... <laughs> yeah, well, why wait? Um, and while we've been recording, Frederick in Sweden has tweeted us and he's put about Samaritan entertaining enough. Brilliant. Put that on a... <laughs> I mean, it won't come out on Blu-ray, but put that on a Blu-ray That's case. It. Fred- Frederick, Sweden, entertaining Anthony. enough. <laughs> While we're on and the subject, that noise I, and that noise I just made, yeah, yeah, that's it as well. That that's that, that's how the trailer ends. The new trailer, it's just you doing that noise. While we're on the subject of, of eighties related films, uh, another one that we've both watched and we've got to talk about, Top Gun Maverick. Yes. What did you think of that one, mate? I fucking loved this film. <laughs> loved it more than t- I mean. I'm not a massive Top Gun fan. I think it's good, a mm. good eighties action film. This is so much better. This is like, you can go, I mean, I know people like my old housemate Finn, like he's not, you know, he's got no, um, what's the expression? He's, he doesn't care about the Top Gun franchise. I don't mm. like, he quickly watched the original one, I think, or maybe watched it ages ago. And he, he loved it. He's like, like I know people have gone in and just been emotionally invested in it. Mm. And it's just such simple, like before we even get to the stunts, it's such simple storytelling. And it's just like, like the Bruckheimer, Dot Simpson, you know, eighties, nineties. It felt so much like one of them, and so yeah. many films try and try and replicate that. And this is the first one in, but probably since they came, since those films, since the peak of those films that um, did that. Mm. And my God, the stunts we're talking about CG. This was like. No, you motherfuckers are getting trained <laughs> how to fly a plane, and like, obviously, and they, that's them in the cockpits. And obviously, they're not doing all the crazy stunts. That's you know, you know, at a distance. That's obviously trained pilots, but it makes you feel like it is them oh, yeah, because you yeah. see them. It's yeah. not all green screen and CG, and not them obviously with a shonky background. And mm. it's like, it's incredible when and, they're when they're know, pulling those G's. You can see it on their faces that they they're, oh suf- my God, they're yeah. suffering, aren't they? <laughs> no acting required. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously they're not putting them through the G's that they are in a film, but they're putting them through something just yeah. so. But yeah, incredible, and you know, it's such a um, God. I cried twice during it. Did you? Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's about to become hit the top ten all time biggest movies wow. ever. So everyone's seen it. He's going to, if you haven't, you know, he's, sorry. <laughs> but like the Val Kilm, like when Val Kilm was in it, I was gone then. Yeah. Um, I thought that was so well done and so touching. And he, you know, movie magic, man, getting him to, well, you know, when he's, you know, I mean, this is the software he uses for his actual life, but 
he spoke, man, and you mm. know, he, it's something he can't do anymore. And it was just really, you know, I don't, I don't care how lame it sounds. It was beautiful. It was really well done. And um, and then I just generally at the end because it just was just so. <laughs> I was got really choked it's up. Funny like, should, oh, I got. It's funny you should say that because. Uh, fellow 60MW co-host Chris, who we do the entertainment show with and does you know lots of other shows, uh, I know he went to watch it and he posted he cried three times watching it. Oh, nice! Three so times. when me and Tina watched it, I was trying to, and I think I nailed it actually. The three times that it did reduce him to tears when the when bits come on, I thought, yeah, that's probably one of them because <laughs> you can tell because there there are some emotional bits in it definitely. Yeah, and it's like. You know, the music was great as well. You've got, mm. like, obviously, like, the first thing you hear is the fucking Steve Stevens, like, theme. Like, I don't know if it's it was the same or they re-recorded it mm. or what. And, um, like, oh, my God, like, the music credits was just <laughs> mental. It was just, like, I, I laughed so much. Um, I'm just going to have to call this up to get it. Because um, the credit was the music by. And I want to get this right because it was such a, like... You'll never see this combination of people um, doing music for a film. Again, sorry, I, I do apologise. This is just me scrolling so I can get for Yeah, original music by, and the credits were um, Hans Zimmer, Harold Faltermeyer, Lady Gaga. I was, I was like, that is beautiful. <laughs> just, just free, just like, you'd never get that. And like yeah. the Lady Gaga song, the ballad, oh my God, like a proper power ballad. <laughs> and they did that thing where they use the theme of it throughout the film for all the um, love interest bits of Tom Cruise and Jennifer Connelly. And I love mm. when they do that, like in Armageddon, where they you keep using the I don't want to miss yeah, a thing you yeah, know, yeah. throughout the film. Yeah. And they keep going back to it as a part of the score. Um, obviously, why she was credited with the music. Just loved it. Absolutely loved it. Just, ah, oh, yes. And, it, and I'm so glad it's done so well. Yeah. Um, just yeah top notch top notch just top notch one of those gun. yeah yeah just one of those top films where you just don't think you didn't think they made films like that anymore and they well, do we re-watched top gun before we watched this and i've got to say i was disappointed in my re-watch with top gun i remember watching top gun when it came out and i've watched it you know it's it's into double figures with top gun and i remember for ages it was always a five-star film it disappointed me this time i've got to say i found I found the, the 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 scenes with um oh god Kelly shit Kelly Gillis yeah I think so yeah um they bored me and I got a bit pissed off with take my breath away I think it got played four times oh in, yeah in about twenty yeah. minutes and it got oh not again I think it's maybe it's familiarity with it has, has just sort of worn me down a little bit with it. With some films, <laughs> yeah. it endears me more the more I watch them. You know, Dawn of the Dead being one of them. I, could, you know, I still watch that and still just entranced by it every time. I think this is one of those where it's finally got to the point where the more I watch it, the less I like it. It starts to piss me off more. It's still an enjoyable film, don't get me wrong, but it's not the film as I remember it and it as it once was with me. Um, and then we watched this. Uh, yeah, enjoyed it. Not, not, I didn't enjoy it as much as you did. I'm looking forward to watching it again and sort of, and taking it in a little bit more is what I'm looking forward to. Uh, I mm. did 
I did enjoy it more than my rewatch of Top Gun. So it's, mm-hmm. it's already, of the two, it's my favourite Top Gun film. So whether that will continue, I don't know. We'll see on, on further rewatches. But yeah, the stuff they've done in this movie is just to be applauded, isn't it? With It's like, oh my God, yeah, I mean, above and beyond with stuff in this. I mean, Cruz, like, say what you will about him, like his personal life and his beliefs, let's just say. But my God, I mean, he's nuts. And yeah. <laughs> I, I just love that he, he channels that nuts into into the films Mm-mm. it's like like the next mission impossible film i'm sure we all saw especially us in the uk so it's just like nah i'm just gonna just drive this fucking train off a cliff <laughs> he does well, Are they I'm fucking go- terrific? yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna hang off a plane i'm gonna I'm yeah gonna he you hang know, off he does this it high all, building right? I'm gonna, and if it's not him yeah. doing the stunts you know like obviously he wasn't anywhere near you know he's not he didn't go off a cliff with the train but like he literally they got a train and sent it off the edge of a cliff Mm. Like they just, you know, it's going back to the CG thing. They just don't do that now. And for all his faults, and I'm sure there's a lot of them with Tom Cruise, but my God, he is, you know, he he's he's one. If you played that films. game where you could, let's say, you could only watch films by five people. For me, Tom Cruise would be one of those. You know, he'd be. Yeah, I can watch every Tom Cruise film. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, he's. <laughs> Struggling to think of as Tom Cruise films that I didn't like. There's ones that are okay, but yeah, yeah I'd have to think about that more. Mm, but uh, he's, he's maybe that's, that's so maybe that's one films. Maybe that, I mean, I was going to say maybe that's something for next time. We could come back with five five actors, but we already know three of yours: Clint, <laughs> Sly, and Tom Cruise. Yeah, there's there's three out of five for me. Who will be the other two? There's the guesswork for the next episode. <laughs> Ron so, Jeremy. Yeah, Ron. Yeah, Ron Jeremy. John Holmes. Who knows? Yeah, Tracy Lords. <laughs> But yeah, maybe maybe we should make that a thing. Let's put it out there now anyway, if you put it out there. For for the September show, you can only watch films from now on by five actors. Um, who are those five actors? And me and you, mate, will pick those between us. Well, I'll pick the next two, obviously, because you have picked three. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, tweet or email us those. Uh, Rob has got to say about Top Gun. Uh, Top Gun Maverick, best film of the year, floored me at IMAX is what you put about oh, it. God, imagine. Yeah, I mean, I was blown away in just regular cinema. I'm a bit wary of IMAX because of tinnitus, but mm. Jesus, that must have been insane. That would be incredible. IMAX. Would be incredible. Uh, and Frederick, in the tweet that he did while we were recording, he put Top Gun Maverick. Haven't seen it yet. Looking forward to it, though. So, yeah, when you've watched it, Frederick, send us an email, let us know what you think, and we'll read it out on the show. It'd be good. Yeah. Uh, right in. I've got a new button, mate. I've got a new button. You ready? I don't know. <laughs> it is. Sorry, I'm just trying to find it now. I forgot. I forgot which collar I put it on. Right here we go. I press this button because I've now got Arnie news. Put that cookie down now. Um, I can. Be, I could get on board with this. The superior of the eighties action heroes. Let's get away with you. Get away with you. Did you know, mate? Coming to CBS, True Lies TV show. Hi. Have a look at the uh, trailer. Get back to me when we record the next episode. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. True Lies TV show. Interesting. Mm. I just put it out on Blu-ray and 4K, though. Honestly. Um, Just, yeah, just put it out on. Yeah. 
also more Arnie news. But they'd cook it down now. The Arnold Sports Arnold Sports Festival is happening in Birmingham at the NEC, September the twenty third to the twenty fifth. This is the second year it's been happening there. In attendance, obviously, Arnie himself and Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, they've got a good lineup. Mm, it is a good um, pictures with Arnie are, as we record, already sold out. But you can still get one with uh, Jean Claude if you want one. So they're just uh, so expensive. They are so fucking expensive. It's ridiculous. It is really. Yeah, I mean, ridiculous. I'd love to meet Arnie, but yeah, it's pretty much just you priced out, aren't you? Yeah. So. Uh, now I'm going. I, mean, I know, obviously, what you had to do for Stallone. It was. Uh... Oh yeah, that what that was a once in a lifetime thing. I'm so glad I did it. <laughs> but it is, yeah, you've, you've got to be a big fan, that's for sure. Um, there's one more. There's one more bit of Arnie news. But they cook it down now. And it also means I pressed this button as well. Since we last recorded, mate, Arnie is now 75. Yeah. Can you believe that? 75. Wow. Wow. uh, Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It is. 75. I'm so glad. He's still here. Him and and Sly are still with us, which is always good. So I, d- I don't have to press the button for them yet, which I'm going to press a little bit later, unfortunately. <laughs> but no, until I press yes. that button, let's talk about the Commonwealth Games that finished recently in Birmingham. Uh, of course, they were playing... It had the the end of games, closing festival thing, lots of music played. Duran Duran, 80s-related, Birmingham band. Yeah. Also, Tony Iommi and Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Which was, yeah, was awesome. It was like, fuck, yes. The only thing that pissed me off, no Judas Priest. Come on. Well, you got I know, but you've got, you know, you've got you've got to keep, you know, different genres. You can't just have a metal fest. Yeah, but you can I think have I think you're looking at you're looking at the sort of bands and the genres they had. I think it was a fair mix. So yeah, um, it was a fair mix, but I was still like Judas Priest. Come on. I know, but <laughs> you know, I think it was fair. It was yeah. fair. And I mean you're gonna go for Ozzy over uh Hmm. Well, so yeah, I get yeah the, the name value. So. Yeah, the name and they, value, and he guess, made the yeah. news and he made the news late on BBC One as well. Yeah, which was, so that's which, good. Yeah, that's always good. Yeah, so that was fun. Um, but yeah, yeah, he looked good. He sounded good. Mm. Um, he's playing in the UK and God, how many times has this tour been postponed? Exactly. I think, and not just COVID, uh, just for general reasons. reasons. So that's yeah. Judas Priest supporting as well, isn't yeah. it? So, uh, and he's moving so, back um, to the UK as well. Yeah, because he doesn't want to. Be shot. He just want to be shot, right. so he's coming to the UK. <laughs> just get stabbed instead. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fair swear. Um, um, yeah, I mean, that's something I'll be looking out on Twickets for um, mm. come next year. Definitely. Um, yeah, Aussie and Judas Priest. Yeah. Good double bill. Yeah, big double bill. Uh, finally, before I press what you always say is my favourite button, uh, we've talked so many times this year about 80s-related stuff in video games there's another one being advertised mate there's gonna be a video game it's coming out in early 2023 of killer clowns from outer space oh can you believe not that? what i expected you to say <laughs> no not what i expected to see and the, oh and the trouble with it it's like because there's been the friday the 13th game texas chainsaw massacre and evil dead games which are these 
online multiplayer hide and seek kill people kind of games this is another one of them which i was mm. disappointed about i would i would love to see some 80s franchise made into even if it was just like an old school point and click adventure just something a bit different it seems to be we're just going down this same old bit now it's oh it's another one of those games which don't, yeah. don't really interest me to be honest so I was really excited when I saw, oh my God, there's going to be a Killer Clowns Map Space game. And then I saw what type of game it was going to be. And it was, oh, it's one of those again, which wasn't good. So yeah, come on, think of think of something different. I mean, with Killer Clowns even, there's so many different ways you could go, isn't there, rather, rather than down there. Yeah, road. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, as I say, it was the last one I would have thought of, but... Yeah, that's a pity. Right. Before we get to the movies, you know the one button I've got to press. So let's get out of the way. Here we go. You might be a king or a little street sweeper, but sooner or later you dance with the reaper. <laughs> Not too many, mate. There's only four, thankfully. Let's start with let's start with Olivia Newton John, who passed away, age seventy-three, yeah. recently. Uh, and when I think of her, I, I'm not going to pick the physical music video from 1981. <laughs> Although a lot of people of a similar age to me would pick that and their VHS of it that got worn down very quickly. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pick a film that normally gets shit on, but I quite want to watch it again now. And it's Xanadu from 1980. Awesome soundtrack. Stupid, we, we, stupid we, film. We spoke about, we spoke about it, an episode about this, didn't we? We did. We did. Yeah, it was one of the picks, and I can't even remember what I thought of it. I want to watch it again. I want to watch it again. So I, I'm picking Xanadu. As the, and that is the first thing that comes into my mind, 1980s related, when I think of Olivia Newton-John. is always Xanadu, straight away. Uh, you put me onto this one because this didn't cross my feed, but you messaged me about this one, mate, and it's Roger E. Mosley, who passed away aged 83 who played yeah. um, Theodore T.C. Calvin in Magnum, which obviously Magnum played from 80 to 88. Huge part in that. Huge series in the 80s, wasn't it? It was massive. And, he, you know, he's a big character in it. So, Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. T.C. No. Yeah, T.C. Yeah, T.C. Yeah, mm. sorry. Went blank for a minute. So it has Yeah, to... no. Just, yeah, it was such a shame. Yeah. Yeah. Magnum. Always Magnum, you think of him. And here's a guy. There's, or again, 80s-related there's always one character, and surely it's going to be the same one that you think of when I mention this guy's name. Uh, he passed away aged 93. Clue, Gal Clue Gulliger. Um, oh, the legend, Clue. So what do you think of it? H is related when you think of him, mate. Well, Return of the Living Dead. Exactly. Birds yeah, I mean, Return God, of the Living so Dead. Many. Elm Street 2, was he? He's mm -hmm. always Just... Bert for me. In Return of the Living Dead, 1985. Every time. Absolutely love that film. And he's so good in that film. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Wolfgang Peterson. Um, he passed away aged 81. And I'm not going to pick what probably most people would pick. Um, his 1981 film, Das Boot. I always think of the 1985 movie, Enemy Mine. <laughs> That's such nice. a good film. That is such a good film. So I think of that eight is related when I think of him. Um, yeah, 
they're the four that we've lost since we last recorded. Um, that passed my timeline, anyway. So, mate, we're on to finally. This has gone on a lot longer than I thought it was going to do. Um, my first time watch pick. So, Sal, we uh, shall we take a few minutes rest and let the listeners yes. have a listen to this. My first time watch pick. Why do you want to hunt? Because you all think that I can't. I saw a sign in the sky. I'm ready. Maui, Nita. something out there. I'm coming with you. You can't. I'm trying to protect you. Protect me from what? It's time. trailer to pray from this year before we watched this mate uh, me and tina went through the predator movies so we didn't watch the original predator because we'd seen that not too long ago anyway and we've both seen it like again into double figures so there was no need to to re-watch that so we started with predator 2 which is fucking awesome still, yeah. <laughs> still absolutely love predator 2 then we went on to alien versus predator which, you know what, mate? We both enjoyed a lot more than we remembered it. It was it was just yeah. stupid with Lance Henriksen in it, and it was it's aliens and predators fighting each other. It was it's again a cliche. Just turn your brain off and watch it. It's so silly, but way more enjoyable than we, we both remembered. It got to the end of it, and we went. That was pretty fun, actually, wasn't it? We were both really surprised with it. Uh, and then we both came down to earth with a huge bump by re-watching Aliens versus Predator Requiem, which is by far the worst one. It's fucking awful. It is still really, really bad. Uh, then we watched Predators and The Predator, which I found 
I found to be both were a little better than I remember them, but that's not saying a lot because I remember them both being shite. So it's damn, you know, it's faint praise, really, isn't it? And then we come on to to pray, which is uh, according to IMDb, it's currently a seven point two on IMDb. Wow. Yeah, from a hundred hundred and thirty five thousand um, reviews, the synopsis on there is the the origin story of the predator in the world of the Comanche Nation three hundred years ago. Nauru, a skilled warrior, fights to protect her tribe against one of the first highly evolved predators to land on Earth. This has had generally good reviews across the board, um, directed by Dan. Yeah, the, the IMDb thing actually surprised me, because IMDb mm. now is just, especially with, like, obviously, Prey, um, female lead, mm. um, and not white. And normally yeah. that's enough for any anything yeah. film or TV show on IMDb just to be review-bombed by the yeah. psychopaths that are... Uh, uh, frequent <laughs> IMDb, yeah, but yeah, seven point two is a yeah very strong score. It is a strong, uh, strong score. Um, co-written and directed by Dan. This is where I forgot the name. Dan Trachtenberg, who directed mm. um, or oh, Tenkel Overfield Lane. Uh, yeah, I mean the story again. The, these this is not the spotlight reflection show where we go in depth about the, the whole story about that. We'll give you give you an idea of what happens. Uh, which we'll do now. So, like I said, it's set in 1719, and you've got um, Nauru, who is who is amazingly played by Amber Midthunder. I thought she was absolutely fucking awesome in this film, uh, and she's trying to prove herself to the tribe, the Comanche tribe, uh, that she is a hunter, and she and she needs to prove herself. Uh, but unfortunately, she tries to do that when a predator lands, lands on Earth uh, and starts killing people, and so you know. Shit happens to quote uh, Predator Two. Um, not normally with these films, we sort of the films we pick a lot of you know we say what the film is about, and it's a basic storyline in this one. It's just it's just Nauru trying to, like I said, prove herself as a hunter. Predator gets in the way, she ends up fighting the predator, and and that's it basically. Um, we, as a rule, at the years we've been podcasting the films that we pick, we tend to take the piss out of the films that we watch, but there's certain films where you can't really take the piss. This is one of them. I, I thought it was gripping. Yes, there's some glaring plot holes in it, um, but I think overall it did something with the Predator franchise that needed to be done, especially mm. after the after Predators and The Predator. The thing, the thing that I'm hesitant about now is, and I've read a lot about it online, is... Oh yeah, this is awesome. Now let's have Predator in Egypt. Let's have Predator in Roman times. No, 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 no. Do not like. Don't don't I go down that this route. Film as well. Don't. I don't want another Predator film. We've had another good one. Well done. Stop. <laughs> it's not, you. You know, mate, because this is done well. They're going to make another one. And I would. Yeah. I would. This say is another one that should have been in cinemas as well. Talking it about should the gap have been in cinemas in big releases. Yeah. yeah, this is like they shot themselves in the foot here because. It's been so well received, and um, yeah, I think it would have done all right. It would have definitely made more money than on streaming. Yeah, I think it would have done, but I'm sure, I'm sure the next one's going to be Predator in. Pick mm. your time period here, and I don't think it'll do as well <laughs> as well because no, instead of like... instead of having a good story, which I assume this went, oh, here's a really good story. Let's make this film, and then they'll go like production studios do, mm, this has done really well. Let's try and copy what this has done. So we'll go, ooh, Predator in, you know, like I said, whatever time period. 
which is going to be a pain in the in the bum. There's some nice touches in this. And because we watched, like I said, apart from the first Predator, we went through all of the Predator films. Um, and you always see new stuff when you watch stuff close together like that. The gun yeah. from Predator 2 that was handed to Danny Glover that's from 1715. Yeah. And this this is set, if I remember rightly, uh, it was 1719 when this is set, and the same guns had it handed across. And you go, oh, fuck, yeah, that's nice. There's nice little touches. They well, you nice... know what that means, though, don't you? Go on, then. What, do, right. what, what? I mean, the, you know, obviously the Predator and Predator 2, or a Predator and Predator 2, gives Danny Glover the gun. So it's in mm. the Predator's possession yeah. in 1997. Yeah. <laughs> so that means, you know, spoilers. <laughs> like they're just going to get wiped out. Yep. The drive's just going to get wiped out at some yeah. point. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it sort of hints at that in the, the, end, the sort of end credits, doesn't it? Like there's yeah. like a, something else is emerging. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was just like, holy shit, they're not going for a predator. <laughs> I mean, the, um, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Yeah, they said that. Yeah. Nice reference to it. Yeah. But uh, doing a Predator 2 reference is like, yes. That's that's Thank what got you. me. Yeah, Love that film. I wanted Predator Two reference, and got it. So that was that was always nice. Yeah, really good. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Dan Trachtenberg. Like, I didn't realize he hadn't directed a film since Ten Cloverfield Lane, um, and much like Ten Cloverfield Lane, Prey for me was a film that sort of just come out of nowhere a bit. Yeah, and was surprisingly yeah. enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm out of out of the um, Cloverfield, Ten Cloverfield Lane, and whatever that was on Netflix. Um, that came out of nowhere. King Cloverfield Lane's by far the best one for me. Um, yeah, it's a great film. Um, and yeah, no, again, he just, you know, I hadn't seen the trailer for Prey. Again, like uh, Samaritan, I was just like, oh, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but yeah, just back to basics. Just It is, you know. it is back to basics. Uh, again, uh, you know, it's like a broken record with me, like most films we talk about, CGI. The, C- the CG with the, the Predator's face in it, it would have been nice, you know. Well, Predator One, it was practical. You can do it, but no, you had to do it in, in CG in this one. That was a bit off putting. We both mentioned about that. Me and Tina when we watched it, it was nice that it got it got a different look to it. The way that we read it is because they've explained in the previous Predator films that they pull out, you know, the, the skull and the spine, and they use it, and, and the Predators are constantly evolving. That's what they do. They they hunt. Um, Hunt, they hunt their prey who are worthy prey that they then use to to then evolve themselves. So this was because it was set, you know, like what, nearly 300 years before Predator, that this is an early version of the Predator before it evolved into what we saw, Batlinani. That's why it looked different. I don't know if you thought of it any other way, why you thought it looked different. I mean, I just thought it looked different because the predators are a race and like the human race. Different ones, yeah. Yeah, we all look different. Mm. Um, so why don't the predators? It can't all look the same. Yeah. So Which they do in later predator films as well. They show different types of predator as well, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, they should, um, yeah, just they, everyone should look different. Mm. So, yeah, I've got no problem. Didn't even really. No, no. No, it, it was, it was just the, it was just I mean, the some CG people... side of it with us. It was just oh. oh right, yeah, yeah. I did see some people moan, but I'm like, oh, it looks different. I'm just like, well, oh no, I didn't mind it looking different. You know, I yeah, liked, I, mean, I look, you know, I really liked the way that it looked. They can't all look alike. No, I just wish it had been a practical rather than CG. But yeah, I got, I thought it was a good design of it. You know, even down to the, you know, the the uh, 
the mo it was more like a bone mask to it, wasn't it, rather than like metallic in in the later films. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. Um, yeah, just. Yeah, it just really, really impressed me, and just like, just like again, we're back to basics. It wasn't just like, oh, here's a troop of blank, you know, you, you know, just group of you know soldiers, whatever, going in mm. to an area. I mean, that's why I like Predator Two. It's not that, you know, they seem yeah, to go back exactly. to the well too yeah. much with Predator, uh, with that so um i've seen a lot yeah. of people complaining you know about was it eating the plants to lower their body temperature so they don't show up on uh, infrared oh well that's not quite believable is it that you'd eat, eat a plant and then you know immediately your body temperature would drop we're talking about a film where a fucking alien comes to <laughs> comes to earth in seventeen nineteen and hunts people if you if you're going to talk about believability you know you suspend disbelief with everything watching this so you know put oh that, yeah put yeah that to one side <laughs> to begin with you can't you can't go oh, yeah yeah that's really realistic this alien coming and hunting these comanches but ooh, that bit about the uh eating the plants and lowering your body temperature that's that's not good uh but yeah i mean the, the main takeaway for me was um was amber mid thunder in the lead and yeah how, amazing. i yeah, thought really she good. was so so good in it um, you know, like you said, you know, a really strong female lead who I bought yeah. into, I bought into. And again, this plot holes, you know, you could pick different bits apart with it. You go, well, oh, she could be the predator, but she couldn't do this and blah, blah, blah. But I just bought into her character and thought she was really, really good with it. And um, yeah, like I said at the beginning, I just hope they don't go for, you know, predator in Egypt, etc. Because I just, yeah, I just don't want them to make any more. Like, I know it, it was going to happen, but like, you got lucky. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Because it all just we'll just go back to shitty sequels again. Yeah. Like, oh, we, we don't want another shitty sequel, mate. That's, that's yeah, sure. but they won't. They'll make you know money's been made. The yeah. next one will probably be in the cinema where yeah. they should have done with this one. But yeah, it'd have been so good to have seen this in the cinema. Uh, the, Rob again, he put about this uh, decent entry in the Predator franchise. Probably uh, my favourite after the first two. But not yeah. the but not the absolute wank fest people were making it out to be. Also, Comanche version? Question mark. Wank. There uh, is, wank fest. Is that is that good or bad? I think not the absolute wank fest people were making it out to be. What? I will, do they mean? Does that mean like it wasn't as good as people? He did put it. It was his wank fest, isn't it? I mean, if I called a film a wank fest, I mean it's I would say it was awesome. Or, or yeah, I, I'd, no, you'd say it was awesome. If it was a wank fest, oh, it's a new sly film. It's a wank fest. It'd be like this is. Oh well, yeah, awesome. that's because you that's because you masturbate to sly films, Dave. <laughs> if I'm a, if I hear something as a wank fest, I'll be for it's a load of wank. It's bad. <laughs> this this is the trouble with the English language, man. Oh, but I but then like I don't I haven't really seen anything negative about Prey, so maybe I they, haven't seen anything Rob's negative. No, saying that in the positive hmm. wank fest, but I hear wank fest. Um, Rob, we I need, don't know. We need w- Rob. Yeah, we need, we need clarification. clarification. Yeah, <laughs> clarification, please. On Wankfest, uh, Frederick. However, in Sweden, he, he put... oh, and also Comanche version. Um, yes, I. Um, it is because the, there is an option to. I don't know if this is what Rob. Be more specific. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if this is what Rob means, but um, you can. There is an option to watch in. Um, I don't know if it's dubbed. Well, it must be because it was 
not dubbed in English, but there is a mm. free version, uh, way to watch it on Disney Plus in Comanche. Yeah. Which is really cool. I think. That is very cool. Very cool. Indeed. But, um, yeah, I don't know if that's what Rob meant there, but um, that is an option. But yeah, yeah, mainly Wankfest. Explain. Yeah, explain that. <laughs> and, and anybody else no listening? Photos. Anybody else listening? What would how would you explain Wankfest? Uh, <laughs> may, maybe we've introduced people across the world to to the word Wankfest. Who knows? A mistake. Yeah, mm. could be. Um, Frederick in Sweden. Um, Prey, best franchise entry since Predator Two. Yeah, I, I would. I agree mean, with it's him. not really. It's not saying much, but yeah, I think at the moment it is my third favorite. Yeah, so Predator. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd have to really just watch, like, do a trilogy of them. Yeah, and just not me bother too. with the rest. Yeah, me too. So I mean, I didn't mind the Shane Black one, and I remember saying at the time, if you know, if it was okay, but like, if you know, Shane Black can't nail it, then what yeah. hope do we have? But here we go, we got one, which is why I just think mm. stop. I, and I, also, yeah, Predator fucking gorilla presses a fucking bear. Yes. <laughs> what more do you want? What more do you yeah. want than that? Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And I, I will say again, Alien versus Predator. If you haven't watched I'll it. Oh, give for, it another go. Give it another go, can, mate. Can, I watch, can I watch it for free anywhere? Is it on Disney? I think we watched Yeah, I'm pretty sure we watched it on. Yeah, we, I'm pretty oh. sure we did watch it on Disney. Oh, right, um, I'll give that one a go. I won't. I won't do all the others. Yeah, it is. Go into it. Go in. Yeah, just entertain me. Just be silly and entertain me, okay. and, and let me watch aliens fighting predators, and just give me nothing else apart from that. And 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 you know, bung Lance Henriksen in there just for a little bonus, and and you'll be good to go. Um. Yeah. Until Alien versus Predator Wankfest. Oh. <laughs> That's the third AVP Wankfest. AVPW. Is the film we're all looking forward to, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, definitely, definitely worth watching. I would say, mate, isn't it? Pray. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Well, let's move on to your rewatch pick, and uh, let's see if that was worth rewatching. Come on, Alex, they're here. Alex Rogan had a dream. You really are leaving here, aren't you? to be as far away from here as possible. You get your chance. When it comes, you gotta grab it with both hands. It started with a game. You gonna bust the record. But it wasn't just any game. You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Sur and the Kodan Armada. Centauri's the name. We have to talk about a matter of utmost importance. Step into my office. I've seen him come and I've seen him go, but you're the best, my boy. Light years ahead of the competition. Hey. Alex didn't find his dream. Hey, look out! Oh, dear. Hey. His dream found him. Welcome to Rylos, my boy. A world on the brink of destruction. You were recruited by the Starling to defend... To defend the frontier against Zur and the Kodan Armada. Of all the life forms, 
on all the planets, in all the galaxies. Oh my God! One has been chosen. Alex Rogan. Alex? is the last starfighter. For every Earthling who's ever imagined traveling beyond the stars. Maybe there is a starfighter left. I love you, Alex Rogan. Comes the unforgettable story of one who made it. <laughs> the last starfighter. an awesome trailer that yeah that's, such a good that's trailer my, that's, that's my review that is that right and right on to next week's next month's best <laughs> that's it that was a yeah for fist pump yeah um my pick was <laughs> the last starfighter released in july 1984 mm. um oddly like they just they talk like alex rogan is the name of the actor um like alex rogan He's going to do this like mm. it's just a character's name, a bit weird. Um, he plays, he's played by Lance Guest, also known as a uh, certain little movie called Jaws of Revenge. Oh, he plays Michael Brody in Jaws the Revenge just three years later. Chef's Kiss. Oh, oh, and then awesome. When you look, when you look, not as much after that, I can't look. unrelated. You know, unrelated being a Jaws of Revenge. It's with Lance Guest would make an awesome guest on our show. You look at the stuff he did in the eighties, mate, and it's like holy fuck. He was he was in Dallas. He was in Halloween Two, Lou Grant, Saint Elsewhere, obviously the Last Starfighter, which we're going to talk about. Michael Brody and Jaws the Revenge. It's oh my god, oh, yeah. Let's but bless him. I'm sure he's a nice guy. God bless him. It went off a cliff after Jaws of Revenge, though, didn't it? It did a bit. Oofed. But the 80s, Oofed. mate. The 80s, mate, were his decade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, Lance Guest. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. He was at a convention I went to, and I don't know. I didn't get I, I had Jaws of Revenge that. signed. Oh. I think we had to leave, and oh, it was him or someone no. else, and he was on lunch. So, oh, um, but yeah, the next time it won't be Jaws of Revenge, it'll be this, because I didn't own this on Blu ray at the time. Yeah. Anyway, um, this is a film directed by Nick Castle. Now, mm. Dave, did, did you know that Nick Castle mm. played Michael Myers yes. in the original film Halloween? Mm -hmm. and, and, and also another John Carpenter connection. He co-wrote Escape from New York with him. I mean, and he played michael myers in... <laughs> now him i have met um and got yes. halloween um, yeah but another one if they'd been at the same thing i could have gotten both to sign oh, the last up oh next time god imagine... blu-ray's getting signed oh what a what a blu-ray that'd be signed by both you know oh yes it will it will happen one day yeah um but yeah he's uh directed by nick castle it's uh, described as a space opera film hmm. um which is i just called it sci-fi yeah. um <laughs> So Alex Rogan is a uh, boy, teenage boy, who um, 
plays uh, a game called The Last Starfighter, and because he's really good at it, um, he's recruited by an alien defense force to fight in the interstellar war depicted in the game. Mm. Um, uh, much like Tron, it was one of the earliest films to use CG. Yeah. Um, you could tell. Um, not as headachey as Tron. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a great way of putting it, actually, yeah. Because Tron's great, but oh, it's it's constant. Whereas this, you know, it bounces between um, Earth, where he has a replicant uh, sort of robot version of himself staying, you know, mm. so, the, so his friends and family don't um, find out while he's up there. Um, so, yeah, it bounces between the two, so it's not constant CG. Yeah. Um, also, in his Robert Preston as Centuri, um, the, who created the game, um, which was good. He's always uh, good to see in films. Yeah, he's and, great um, in this as well. Um, Dan, um, you can't recognise him, but Dan O'Hurley, the old man, um, <laughs> also in it. Um, but again, you can't. He's just caked in makeup. You can tell it's him, but he's got the he's got the voice. Yeah, the classic um, Grig is his character's name. <laughs> um, um, Catherine Mary Stewart is the love interest. Um. Oh, pretty good. He's in it. Laughing <laughs> 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 in silence. Poor Catherine Mary Stewart. But yeah, she's in it. She's um, it, Maggie. No, it, it's a really. The thing is, it is a really good cast throughout. There, there's no. The, for, for me, watching it, there was no weak point in it. No, no, whatsoever. And the the thing is, I hadn't watched it in so long. The only thing I could remember about it was that um, the character of Alex Rogan. He plays a video game, and I knew that was the inroad to him being chosen to, you know, fight to save the galaxy universe or whatever. That's all I could remember about it. Everything else was like watching it for the first time again. Oh, that's good. Mm. That's, I mean, you said that for a few recently. Yeah, um, yeah. That I've picked it. It's just like, um, it's like watching it for the first time. So um, glad about that. What I want to talk about next: the score. Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. What a score! Just listening to it again in the trailer, it's just like <laughs> it's amazing. It Craig's a fan. Yeah, um, is the uh, he, what, it says on Wikipedia. He wanted to go bigger. He wanted to go bigger than Star Wars, and I don't know about that, but it's a very memorable yeah. um, score. So uh, yeah, it's a great score. But um, yeah, I mean, I watched this. I can't remember the first time I watched it. Um, I watched it a couple of times in the last few years i got the recent arrow blu-ray arrow released Ooh, it in nice. the states nice um and i think second sight had it out for a while in the uk mm-hmm. i don't think you can get it now but um yeah it's just like my um letterbox review from when i saw it a couple of years ago was just said perfect sunday afternoon oh yeah viewing. oh definitely and i watched it yesterday which was bank holiday monday so same thing and yeah it's just great yeah and wholesome and fun yeah. and there's like there's just you know, the stakes are pretty... I mean, the stakes are, you know, it's a fate of the world and the universe, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. But the, like, the stakes are pretty low. Like, the bad guy's a bit shit. He's not really much of a threat, really. Mm. Um, and he's, they just shoot some stuff. There's no real peril, really. But it's just nice and fun, and it takes you back to, you know, a certain time and a certain feeling and just knowing, like, they'd never make a film, like, a remake of this again. Like, what's yeah. it some, some little shit playing on his PS5 like does well. It's just like, yeah, it just doesn't have that arcade feel <laughs> it to it. No. 
um yeah it's just one of those like i mean it's 1984 i was like one <laughs> and turned two at the end of 1984 like um, it's like makes me nostalgic for time i don't really remember or know yeah. about it's just like that cozy like feeling i mean i didn't watch it till much later on so it's not even a case of it being a film like that i know about that i yeah. might have seen it when i was a kid and not yeah. remembered but it doesn't even it's not really that nostalgia for when i was growing up it's just it's just one of those one of those <laughs> it is yeah i mean the first time i watched it was whenever it was released on vhs and renting it on vhs and loving yeah. it then um and i probably watched it a few times on vhs but again i'm guessing this is like over 30 years since i last watched it hence why i couldn't remember anything more than him playing the video game uh oh my god yeah it's so good and it, it it is when you said it's a sunday afternoon film it's perfect for what it is it's a the family film with with a few exceptions depending on on how old your kids might be there's because the character um the character of alex rogan he gets like a doppelganger he gets this alien yeah, doppelganger that takes yeah. his place and there's a scene where they pull back the bedclothes and he's and he hasn't formed into alex yet and his face is he's doing that bladder effect old school prosthetic bladder effect and it's got ooh, that might freak out a few of the younger kids watching this and there's a couple of scenes like that there's you know there's an there's an arm being shot off and there's a, f- a few little scenes where the you know the younger crowd might hide behind a cushion but there's nothing wrong with that uh i love i love the design of the aliens and again prosthetic effects um Oh yeah, and the, they all, yeah, there's so many different ones, different races. Oh, yeah. and there's some amazing aliens in this, and you're going fucking hell yeah, they look like so good. The only thing that disappointed me about it is because it's building up to like this this battle to save the universe, the galaxy at the, at the end of the film. I found it a, a little bit of a wet fart at the end. That yeah, it was, I think that means oh. that goes back to what I said. It's all all a bit. It's quite low stakes. Mm. Um. But I was, you know. Well, by then you don't it, so. you don't really care. I don't think by that point because you're yeah. just enjoying the characters so much, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it's the characters and just the universe and just that feeling uh, you have with it. It's like, yeah. as I say, it's all pretty. You know, for the fate of a universe, it's all pretty low stakes. Be you know, the space battles just happen. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. You know, you it just jumps back to Earth. You know, just what's happening um yeah it's just it's just one of those films where it just doesn't matter you can just sit back and relax and enjoy it <laughs> you, of just, a, you just get wrapped of a weekend yeah it is the sort of delorean-esque car that appears in it that then flies into space does 300 miles an hour plus on the roads here on earth as, as it flies past a police car there, there, there's so many just fun scenes in it that you just do do grabbed up in it it's like an hour and 41 minutes and it flew yeah. by it flew, oh my it, god it yeah passed, it, it easily passed the, the the clock test not once did i look oh how long's gotta go before it finished it was like no <laughs> just like locked into everything that was happening on the screen yeah absolutely mm-hmm. so it's um and did you know a little little fact um it was also adapted in 2004 as an off-broadway musical Wow, I didn't know that, no. Yeah. How I mean, cool. Yep. Nice. Well, Rob, Rob says about it, 
Um, oh, here we go. Last Starfighter. Perfect 80s movie. One of my childhood favorites and, and still love watching it today. And, and oh. like, like you said, the Craig Safran score absolutely soars is what he put it down. It does. It does. It's um, just... get, re- get ready for this one. Frederick has said, never seen it. <gasps> right, Frederick. You, you've is put... this, this just going to be every film you talk about? <laughs> Frederick has also not seen it. Frederick, you, you, you've now seen Superman 4. You gave it one star. We'll forgive you that this time. Now, before we record the September show, we're giving you homework. You have to watch The Last Starfighter and send us feedback on it. So there you go. Home, homework for our listeners. <laughs> uh, this may, I don't, I don't know if you want to say anything more about it, but this was well worth a rewatch. I'm so happy that you picked it because, like I said, I'd forgotten virtually everything and it was great to watch it again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, yeah, no, that's it on my side. But yeah, if you can, um, I don't know where it is to watch on streaming, but yeah, I mean, the Blu-ray, I think we, you can get the Arrow Blu-ray mistakes um, and... I'm sure it's somewhere in the UK it is, to watch. It, it is on YouTube. It is on YouTube. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, and a decent copy on YouTube. We didn't watch it on that. We watched it via different means, let's say. But it is on YouTube if you want to watch it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. The last Just time. having a little... Yeah, you can rent. You can uh, you can uh, watch it legally in the UK by um, renting it. Um, oh, it doesn't say how much it is. Useful. Um, on Amazon Prime, you can also buy it as well. I see nice that in HD. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but um, good pick. Two thumbs up. Definitely. Oh, yeah, we don't do that anymore. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, absolutely worth a watch. Can't wait to watch it again. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'll, I'll definitely rewatch it again, mate. So, yeah, that was a cracking one. Right. Let us move on to uh, next month's picks. so excited mate because it's your first time watch pick yes and i found one and it was easy for once hooray <laughs> um yeah i i I, heard, I saw about this film i was just like oh it's may 1990 but uh two factors one most of it was probably filmed in the 80s in 89 mm. it came out in may 90 and two um it looks like a complete ripoff of a film we were talking about earlier um top gun but instead of um jets <laughs> it's the old 80s favourite, Helicopters. Oh, um, this yes. is a film also known as Wings of the Apache. Um, <laughs> it um, uh, stars Sean Young. Mm-hmm. Cool. Tommy Lee Jones. Nice, nice. And our Lord and Saviour, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> a Nick Cage film that neither of us have seen. Oh, my Not God. Not even heard of. Whoa. So this... It is Firebirds. Holy shit. If you want to watch it, it's on YouTube. It's been on YouTube for five years, so I'm pretty confident it will stay there at least another month so we can get it watched for the show. <laughs> but yeah, Firebirds. How the hell has a Nick Cage film passed us by? Oh, no. This is crazy. This is crazy. I'm still looking forward to it. And it's like a Top Gun ripoff as well. <laughs> yeah, Flop Gun if we don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> right then. 
I will uh, we'll keep that one in the bank just in case it disappoints. Hopefully it doesn't. So uh, nice one, mate. Oh, I'm so looking forward to watching that. Uh, I've picked, obviously, so it's my rewatch pick. Uh, I went onto your letterbox. I thought of it. This is a film I've been wanting to rewatch for a long, long time. So I clicked on your letterbox. The last time you watched it, mate, was November 2013. Oh, wow. Almost so a decade. Almost nine years ago now since you watched it. The last time I watched it was way longer than that. It's way over 10 years since I last, last watched it. It's from um, 1985. Uh, it's, let me just scroll through to give, to give you a choice. If you can guess, uh, it stars John Voigt, Eric Roberts and Rebecca De Mornay. John Voigt, Eric. Oh, is it, um, is it Runaway Train? It's Runaway Train. Well done, mate. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. God, I remember, I even remember the circumstances of Runaway t- No, what, when in 2013? Uh, November. November 20th. Hmm. Mm, that's when it's in I your remember, letterboxed for, yeah. I remember Andrew bought this Blu-ray uh, along with a bunch of others at a convention um, in Milton Keynes. I think that's where we <laughs> might have met Eric Roberts at that one. I might oh get one But that was like the first time I met Lou Fumero, Um wow. was at that convention. And that was one of the ones Andrew bought was Runaway Train. I'm pretty sure that's awesome. how that story goes. But yeah, yeah, I remember I must have, yeah, and I think we watched it around his at the time. But yeah, my God. Yeah, not seen in a while. It's um, one of the highest regarded canon films out there, isn't it? So, it is apparently, yeah. And I again, think he got an Oscar nomination as well. Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't looked into any details of it yet. I, it was just... It, it was it's, Superman 4 got overlooked. The Oscars. <laughs> yes. It was... Uh, the it, it has been. It's just been one of those films that's been in the back of my mind for ages. And I thought, I just... I seem to remember really enjoying it when I watched it more than once on VHS. Haven't watched it since VHS days. Um, so, yeah, we'll watch it and we'll chat about it in the September show. So uh, Interesting. Mm, let's see how that goes. Uh, right, earlier on, we gave your Instagram account. Uh, if also people want to follow you on Twitter, mate, how can they do that? Oh, um, at Tom Downey, T-H-O-N-D-O-W-N-I-E. Mm. It's my name. Uh, they can follow us at 6DMW Podcast. And, of course, you have, as I keep saying, already got the website, 6DMW.co.uk, bookmark as your homepage, because that's the hub of everything we do. Just go go onto the website, have a scout around. There's a shit ton of stuff on there, podcasts and everything. Just go and look. Spend a few minutes, have a cup of tea, and, and have a look on there. Uh, we will be back in All Being Well, September, mate. Uh, two good films to chat about uh again yeah. again things for you the listener to uh is it with it was great to get listener feedback that we responded to we got listener feedback from australia from tasmania from sweden from the uk uh america come on let's, let's america let's get some feedback from you let's get feedback from all places in europe uh anybody that listens to us it's always really good we'll respond on the shows a lot that you can uh, chat with us about and yeah, I think the main question, the, the big question was, wasn't it the five actors? You can only ever watch movies by five actors. Who would they be? Um, but there's loads of other stuff that you can contact us about and we'll, we'll respond when we next record. So uh, yeah, as always, mate, good to have a chat. And we will be back in about a month's time, all being well. 
Mm. We certainly will. We will be. When you, you'd have done more London adventures as well by the sounds of it. Yeah, plenty to talk about there as well. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so as always, thank you for listening and we'll be back again soon. And um, yeah, goodbye from me. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's as good a way to finish as I, I guess. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not getting drawn into it anymore. I've had enough. You've had enough now. That's, you've, you've put up with me for over 10 years. That's, we're at that stage now. So, uh, yeah, theme music, everybody. Bloody goodbyes. <laughs> What's the point of goodbyes? Yeah.